Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. This is The Look Ahead with Scott Seidenberg on VSIN, the sports betting network. Coming to you from the Circus Sportsbook in downtown Las Vegas, I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. The World Series is even at a game apiece. Exciting action on the hardwood and, well... More injury news in the NFL. we got a a lot to get to, and we're going to get to it all here on the program. And we'll start with the World Series. The Braves and Astros from Houston, Atlanta, winning game one and stealing home field advantage. And could they put themselves in a position to go up two games to none and have a stranglehold on this World Series, having won the first two games on the road? No, they couldn't. The Astros protected home field. They win game two by the score of seven to two. The total of nine pushes. If you got it in at eight and a half, congratulations. Last night on the show, we said the over eight and a half was the play, uh, and it hits at nine. But this game was about the Astros' offense. And it's something that I talked about last night. If you looked at the Astros' offensive production throughout this postseason, That two-run game in Game 1 was the anomaly. This is who the Astros are. And they had a big second inning. Well, they scored in the first inning. uh, But they had a big second inning, which they scored four runs. They took a 5-1 to lead in what was a very critical moment of this game. The, The Braves go down in the first inning, and it's... uh. You know, a couple of hits, 
They could have scored. You never know what's going to happen, but they had a couple of guys on base and a big job by the Astros getting out of that. So then Alex Bregman hits the sack fly. They go up one nothing. Travis Darno homers in the top of the second inning, and this is a 1-1 game. And at that moment, you're thinking, okay, well, the Braves got two runners on in the first inning. We were fortunate to get out of it. The Braves now have homered and put another runner on base, and now we get out of this. This is going to be tough because the Braves are going to keep scoring. But then the Astros put together that big four-run bottom of the second. And I think it kind of sucked the life out of the Braves a little bit there. Uh, Braves chipped back one in the fifth inning, but the Astros added runs in the sixth and seventh, go on to win 7-2 to two, the World Series tied at one game apiece. Uh, Max Fried got the start for Atlanta. He was tagged for six runs. On seven hits in five innings, he struck out six. He walked one. Jose Urquidy allowed just two runs on six hits in five innings. He struck out seven, and he allowed uh, the one home run to Travis Darno. Um, and then, you know, bullpen did well for the Braves after Freed, and bullpen, you know, did their job for the Astros. So uh, both Urquidy and Freed go just five innings. And the over does push at nine or go over the eight and a half and hit nine, depending on the number that you got in whenever you placed that bet. Moving forward now, um, the Braves, I believe, should still be the favorite to win the series uh, because they have the games at home. And right now, they're not. They're an underdog. I, I just don't agree with that. Because there's a scenario right now that could happen that this series doesn't make it back to Houston. If the Braves win the next three games in Atlanta, they're World Series champs. So why are the Astros the betting favorite to win this series? Astros are currently minus 145, Braves at plus 125. Game three will be on Friday in Atlanta. No um, announced starting pitchers just yet. Probably going to be Ian Anderson and Luis Garcia as the probable pitchers for uh, that game coming up on Friday from Atlanta. Current odds right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook is even both ways, minus 110, um, and the total set at eight and a half. So eight and a half. I'll continue to bet the over in this series. I think every one of these games is going to get to nine. And eventually we're going to have a 10, 11, 12 run game. But for now, uh, we'll sit here with the nine totals. Uh, you know, game one was eight. Game two was nine. I think that's where these games um, are headed. That's where I kind of see them going. So... The Braves as an underdog. This is where I kind of like them in a series bet as opposed to betting them on the money line for each of these next three games because they're probably not going to be an underdog at home. It's going to be even, and even if they are, it's going to be a very small underdog, plus 125, 
It might be a little bit higher than any of the odds that you get on some of these games. But, uh, you know, betting them for each game, safe bet as well. I think they'll take two of three in Atlanta at worst. And if you're Houston, it's kind of all you want, right? Give yourself a chance to go back home and get this series back to Houston, win game six and seven in Houston, and that's it. It's over. You're World Series champs. So you know that you cannot lose this series in Atlanta as long as you just win one game. Would you like to win two? Would you like to win all three? Absolutely. Of course you would. But the goal should be let's just win one game and guarantee that this series goes back to Houston where we can play in front of our fans and we can have the hammer and win ourselves a World Series. Uh, Let's take a look now at the predicted total score and the odds for those. If you think the Braves or Astros win in five games, it's plus 650 for the Braves, plus 600 for the Astros. If you think either the Braves or Astros win in six, it's plus 320 for the Astros, plus 475 for the Braves. Astros in seven is plus 290. Braves in seven is plus 500. I do think if you like the Braves and you want to bet them in one of these series correct scores, uh, I wouldn't bet them in you know six or seven. I'd bet them probably the plus four, plus six fifty, to see if they can win these next three games in Atlanta and end the series here. The Astros, by the way, won their seventh game this postseason by five or more runs. That ties the 2007 Red Sox for the most wins by five or more runs in a single postseason all time. So just a uh, a tremendous run right now, as I mentioned, for their offense, which is why I like the over in this game. I did expect the Astros offense to bounce back. I'm Scott Seidenberg. It's the look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. You can always contribute on Twitter. Follow along at Scott's on air, S C O T T S O N A I R. The NBA had a lot of exciting games on uh, Wednesday night, including the Los Angeles Lakers playing for the second straight night without LeBron James. Uh, we talked about this game last night because I felt that. The Lakers would have LeBron in this game because he sat out the first game of a back-to-back. So playing the second night of a back-to-back against a Thunder team that had just played the night before, and both teams played the night before. But so I would take the thumb. I would take the Lakers going up against the Thunder, both teams on the second night of a back-to-back because I did feel LeBron was going to play. Uh, LeBron did not play. And when I hear that, my first inclination is Russell Westbrook's going to go off. Not only is it a Laker team without LeBron James, which is a good two-man game between Russell Westbrook and Anthony Davis. And I think that that suits Westbrook better than when Westbrook plays with LeBron. I mean, the numbers are just staggering with or without LeBron. And I still like the Lakers to win this game, even without LeBron James, because OKC has been that bad. I mean, we're talking about a winless team here, right? 
And plus, maybe Russell plays with a little bit of intensity playing back in Oklahoma City. Maybe it means something to him. Whatever. The Lakers jumped out to a huge lead in this one. They were up, what, 25 or so points? They finished the first quarter 41-19. They just dominated in the first half. And then in the second half, the Lakers decided not to play. And OKC stormed all the way back from 26 points down to stun the Lakers. Raise your hand if the Lakers cost you a bet tonight. Well, let's add injury to insult. Because going into tonight's game against Oklahoma City, the Lakers had a record of 230 wins and zero losses when having a lead of at least 25 points. Over the last 25 seasons, when the Lakers had a lead of 25 or more, they were 230-0 and up until this game when they have lost. They lose to the Oklahoma City Thunder. More injury news in the NFL, and it's not good for a game that we're so excited about coming up on Thursday. I'm Scott Seidenberg. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Hey guys, this is Matt Jones, Drew Franklin from the Fade This Podcast. We got a great episode coming up. Picks in all the sports, football, basketball, we do them all. But here's a preview of this week's episode. Nothing to do with anyone personally, but Creighton is the team every year that the nerds, you know, the basketball nerds, are like, you know, who's ready to catch Creighton? You know, watch Creighton. They play. And I'm like, I don't want to watch Creighton because I agree with Shannon the dude today. Creighton's never going to win anything. Stop talking to me about Creighton. They're not, never the, gonna, not, the, not the Big East tournament? Well, I mean, they could maybe they win the Big East tournament, but it'll only be luck. But, like, they're always like, you know, a sleeper team. That cool. Like, that guy who I told you had eight title teams. One of his title teams was – Creighton is not winning the national championship. It's yeah, I don't not, have him doing that. that. Like, that's why do we all have to act like Creighton is a, is a, is a good team? Creighton's like the band they all say you should know if you really knew bands. <laughs> And then they're never at any of those. Yeah, exactly. And it comes time for the Grammys, and they lose out to, like, you know, Lil Durk. And you're like, see, I knew Lil Durk was better. Why are you you telling me? The whole time. (laughs) And this episode was brought to you in partnership with DraftKings. To hear more, listen and subscribe to Fade This on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. There's plenty to celebrate in March. And Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. 
All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Allison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very slow. all the options. In spite of me. Like, what did we do? It's so slow. (laughs) Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Allison. Thank you. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. Welcome back. This segment of The Look Ahead is presented by Zinn Nicotine Pouches. Zinn is working to create a world where you can enjoy life on your own terms. Zinn Nicotine Pouches are a smoke-free, spit-free, and hassle-free tobacco alternative that can be enjoyed on the go anywhere and anytime so you never miss a minute of the game or the tailgate party. Available in 10 varieties, including spearmint, coffee, and citrus, Zinn can be found at convenience stores nationwide, so you can find your Zinn wherever you are. Zinn's nicotine pouches are clean and discreet with no lingering smell, plus it's easy to use indoors or out, making it the perfect complement to your everyday. Also, Zinn comes in two strengths, so you have control over your nicotine satisfaction. Zinn contains nicotine and is only for adult nicotine consumers 21 and over. Learn more and find your local retailer at Zinn.com. That's Z-Y-N.com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Scott Seidenberg back here. The look ahead here on VSIN, the sports betting network. Thursday Night Football will kick off uh, week eight in the NFL, and it's an exciting game. You have the 6-1 and one Packers and the 7-0 and oh Arizona Cardinals. The news on this game just continues to flow in and be very disturbing <laughs> uh, because this was a game that I was very excited about and a lot of football fans are very excited about. And you want to see these two teams at their best or as close to their best as possible. The first domino to fall on this game was Devonte Adams, who was placed on the COVID list, and, well, he did not make the trip to Arizona. There's still a chance that Adams could play, though, because uh, he has to clear back-to-back COVID tests. So if he does that, then he would be allowed to play. If he has passed one test already, he could pass another one and then hop on a flight and get out there. We'll see. Alan Lazard was placed on the COVID list, and because he's unvaccinated, he is out. He was in close contact, and he's got to be quarantined for at least five days. A lot of stuff going on there. So he's out. 
Marquez Valdez-Scantling, who has been on injured reserve with a hamstring injury, was on the team flight to Arizona. So the Packers, they haven't announced anything yet. They don't have to announce anything yet. Although, getting Valdez-Scantling on the team flight kind of makes it seem like he would suit up and play for the Packers, and that would lessen the blow a bit of losing both Devontae Adams and Alan Lazard. Now, if you didn't have all three, that would just be a total disaster. And maybe it's not so much a disaster. There was a stat that was shown, uh, I think ESPN had this up, that since 2019, Aaron Jones in the Packer games without, without Devontae Adams, so in the games that Adams has missed, Aaron Jones is averaging 125 scrimmage yards per game with nine touchdowns, five rushing touchdowns, four receiving touchdowns, and the Packers 6-0 and in those games. So with no Devontae Adams, you absolutely love all of the Devontae Adams, uh, oh, excuse me, all of the uh, Aaron Jones props. But on the other side now, we find out, and, and this spread, by the way, shot up significantly. Like, it started out, it was three and a half, it then went up to six, then the Alan Lazard news came out as well, it went to six and a half, uh, it's at six and a half right now on DraftKings, but here's the news now with the Cardinals, who, they get Chandler Jones back, and you're very excited about that for their defense, but they lose J.J. Watt. Not only will J.J. Watt not play in this game, but J.J. Watt will undergo what is likely to be season-ending shoulder surgery. Uh, He injured his shoulder in the second quarter of their game on Sunday. He played the rest of the game, finished with a tackle for a loss and a quarterback hit, and he's got 10 tackles, five for a loss, and one sack on the season so far, but now they will be without him definitely this week, definitely for a couple weeks, most likely, though, for the remainder of the season. So that's a big blow to the Cardinals. So they get Chandler Jones back, but they lose J.J. Watt, which it's basically going to be the team that you've seen over the past couple of weeks anyway because they've been playing with J.J. Watt and without Chandler Jones. So now Chandler Jones comes back, J.J. Watt is out. It's disappointing because I would have loved to see both these teams, and maybe we do in the playoffs, see both these teams at full strength. But right now they are both not at full strength. Cardinals are still a a 6.5-point favorite over the Packers. Uh, Green Bay, if it's announced at any point on Thursday that Devontae Adams cleared his testing and he's eligible to play, I mean, this line is going to shoot up, shoot down. you got to imagine that. you got to imagine that with any type of updated news on Devontae Adams that the tickets will start to pour in on the Green Bay Packers. As it stands right now, uh, I'm leaning the Packers. I just think that 6.5, I'd love it at 7. Six and a half. I think that that's a lot of points. Um, the betting splits right now show 60% of the handle on the Cardinals. 
40% obviously on the Packers. 51% of the bets are on the Cardinals. 49% on the Packers. The over 50, which is an interesting angle, is 80% of the handle is betting the over in this game. So I kind of like that as well. Because I think that we know that the Cardinals, we know both of these teams are capable of explosive plays. And I think that even without Devontae Adams, um, or maybe with Devontae Adams, like I think that there's going to be some interesting coverages for the Cardinals defense. Because when you have to game plan for someone like Devontae Adams, you're you're doing certain things to defend a player like that. You're rolling coverage to his side. Uh, you're double teaming in certain aspects. Um, there's 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 things that you do when there's a player of that magnitude. And without that player, I'm very curious how this Cardinal secondary is going to line up. And if it is single coverage in most spots, I feel like Aaron Rodgers will take advantage of it. And Rodgers is so good at spreading the football around. The Packers have been so good at utilizing their running backs in the passing game. Uh, We showed those numbers, or we gave those numbers there on uh, Aaron Jones in the games without Devontae Adams, how he has those receiving touchdowns as well. Right, five rushing touchdowns, four receiving touchdowns, 125 scrimmage yards per game. You know, I could see scenarios where both Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon are on the field at the same time, and AJ Dillon's in the backfield, and Aaron Jones is lined up at wide receiver. So uh, I can see that happening. This is going to be a very interesting game. It just stinks that we're missing key players on both sides. And for the Cardinals, it's more serious because it's not just uh, a COVID testing thing that you get the player back. I mean, they will be without J.J. Watt for the remainder of the season, it looks like, as he undergoes this um, shoulder surgery. So tough loss for them. Elsewhere around the NFL, there's um, kind of a, a, a cause for hesitancy. I don't want to say concern, but... A little bit of pause with the Dallas Cowboys. Dak Prescott is dealing with a strained calf. And he said that he suffered it uh, on October 17th. But his availability for Sunday night is all of a sudden in question. He was limited in practice. And even though people say that he looks fine, he's fine. You know, he kind of talked about how, um, or he didn't talk about, Mike McCarthy talked about how Dak's got to make sure that he's good, he's a full go with the pain tolerance and any lingering effects. So kind of cause for a little pause there with the Dak Prescott news coming out of Dallas. Let's get into more NFL, break down the card for this weekend. James Alberino joins me each and every week will join me next coming up here on the look ahead i'm scott seidenberg on vsin the sports betting network
This is the look ahead on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming, daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money, and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VSIN.com data and analysis. You get everything VSIN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VSIN.com slash subscribe. Scott Seidenberg back here with you, the look ahead here on VSIN. The Sports Betting Network, joined now by James Alberino. You follow him on Twitter, at Spread Investor. Joins me each and every week as we break down the NFL card. Normally, he's in studio on Thursdays, but uh, he will join us here on the phone here in this spot. Uh, James, you know, you're, this is a very interesting card this week, and it gets started with Thursday Night Football, the Packers and the Cardinals, and I just got done talking about it. It's a shame we're not going to see both of these teams at 100%. I know. It's a great game. I, I can't wait to watch it. And the J.J. Watt news is tough. Obviously, Devontae Adams is tough. But you know what? I think once the emotions die down a little bit, I think we're going to see a really good game regardless. And um, by the time kickoff comes, hey, look, we still got Aaron Rodgers and, and Kyler Murray going off. Yeah, I agree. I kind of lean the over in that game. I think we can see some points. Uh, let's talk about some spots that you have circled here on Sunday. Um, someone tweeted at me yesterday about the Cincinnati Bengals, James, about their situational spot coming off the uh, win, obviously, against the Ravens with a look ahead to the Cleveland Browns. And here you have the Jets sandwiched in between. It's a high number to lay on the road. But then again, it is the Jets, and it's Mike White at quarterback for the Jets. What do you think about this game? I mean, look, you know as much as anyone who knows me, I love fading the Jets, but I can't even do it this week because it's it's such a tough spot for the Bengals to get up and prep for this game. I don't really care who they play this week. You, you beat the Ravens by 24, and then you have the Browns next week. If there's any week for you to take your foot off the gas a little bit, young team, you know, obviously mature with Burrow and his leadership, but it's it's a young team not a lot of experience together, even from the coaching staff and to lay 10 and a half or consider doing anything with this game. When the Bengals can really just look at this and say, Hey, this is an easy week for us Tuesday through Friday. Let's try to get away with one. And, and, we're looking ahead to the Browns next week. So this is a complete stay away from me. Yeah. Uh, you got to believe that the Bengals will be a popular survivor pick this week going up against the 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 Jets and Mike White at quarterback. Uh, talk to me about the Patriots and the Chargers. You know, L.A. coming off of their bye uh, as good as they've been. And, you know, the Patriots, James, I'm not sure what to think about them because they beat the Jets twice and then they beat the Texans. And that's it. <laughs> Those are their only wins against two very bad football teams this year. So how do you look at this matchup? Well, we can't overlook their good losses, if you want to count any losses as good. I thought the Patriots' loss was very, very good. Uh, the Patriots' loss to the Bucks was very, very good. Uh, they lost by two. Had a really good game plan against Tom Brady. And Mac Jones, you know, in the rain, made some tough plays. Then they go against Dallas, and that's a tough overtime loss. That game could have went either way, a couple of different calls. So they're 3-4, and four, and that stretch... 
they had injuries in that game versus Houston and then leading into the Cowboys. Then they throttled the Jets 54-13. to And I feel like in this spot you have a team that they were really close to winning a couple of games or a good team. They take out all their frustration against the Jets. And now come into this week, this, I think they come in with a lot of confidence. But they know the Chargers, too. They've been struggling a lot early in downs. As, as great as Herbert's been, they're in a lot of second and eights, third and seven, third and eights. So Herbert has been forced to go a little bit above and beyond with this offense. And Belichick, the secondary, they, they have the secondary to, to give the Chargers a tough matchup. And... I, I see this being a close game. Um, this number already crept down from five and a half, five. There's some four and a half now. I think by kickoff on Sunday, this might close at four. And you know, love, Sharp Money loves betting against the Chargers at home. They don't <laughs> see it as being a home field advantage. So you're going to get a lot of Boston fans flying across the country for this one. Yeah, it's a destination right now for sure. James Alberino, Sports Handicapper, joining me. You can follow him on Twitter at uh, Spread Investor as we're breaking down this NFL card. And uh, one of the more intriguing games, James, is the Titans and the Colts. You know, the Titans coming off those two really good back-to-back wins against the Bills and the Chiefs, yet they are underdogs here on the road against Indianapolis. What do you think? Tougher spot probably for the Colts playing that late game Sunday night, and their injury list is kind of long. Love the way the Titans are trending, man. You know, obviously last week, big win versus the Chiefs, but we saw that being a good spot for them after a lot of momentum from the Bills. Look, the Titans' defense was unbelievable last week, but Dupree is a big difference for them. And Mahomes throws for 206 yards on 35 attempts. This is a team that, talking about trending in the right direction, it's a really, they're a really, really interesting team to follow because not only are they trending in the right direction, the books, like you just said, they're lagging on them a bit. I don't know how much I love them in this spot. I do lean Tennessee. I want to see where the injury report ends up for the Colts. But I think Tennessee is just on both sides of the ball is really, really tough to stop when they're fully healthy. And, and the Colts have a lot of injuries at corner. Xavier Rhodes didn't practice. Uh, a couple of backup corners who they would rely on if the starters are, are banged up. Uh, they have a, a key backup who's hurt as well. So this could end up being a tough spot pending injuries. Uh, any read on the Saints-Bucks game? The Bucks are a five-and-a-half-point favorite going into the Dome against New Orleans, who's coming off on the short week. I lean the Saints because the Bucks are injured, and, you know, it's tough to say. I, I can't get to the window right away on this, but I, Jameis Winston, if he's going up against a secondary that has injuries, it's a different game than what he just played versus Seattle. It's a sloppy game, wet conditions, prime time on the road. I think you're going to get him pretty comfortable in this spot. And the the Saints really figured it out in a passing game with Kamara the last two weeks. Before the bye, Kamara wasn't involved that much in the pass game. Plays versus Washington right before the bye, smokes them in the pass game. Plays versus Seattle and... Alvin Kamara might as well have wide receiver tag. Hmm. 
he should be eligible as a wide receiver in fantasy football with what he did the other night. So if he could do that versus the Bucks, and they could keep the ball away from Tom Brady, look, it's a good number. There's some sixes popping up, five and a half. As great as Tampa Bay is, this is a playoff rematch. This is going to be, and, and the Saints got a lot of guys back on defense right before the game on Monday night. Davenport, Quan Alexander. This is another team to really watch for because they're going to be catching points, and and they're trending in the right direction, similar to the Titans. Uh, what's your read on the Sunday night game, the Cowboys and the Vikings? Because at first glance, uh, to me, it's uh, take the Vikings at home here against the Cowboys. Leaning the Vikings, yes, but not really a strong read on this because I, I haven't been fading the Cowboys. Don't really plan on it, but it's a big game for the Vikings at three and three. And um, yeah, definitely at home in Minnesota. That, that's definitely an advantage in prime time. So small lean to the Vikings. How about Monday night? The Kansas City Chiefs laying nine and a half to uh, the Giants, who. Have a pretty good record on the road, um, and it's the Kansas City Chiefs who have looked as bad as they've looked this season, yet still a nine-and-a-half-point favorite in this game. Well, hey, the Giants put together a good game <laughs> at home. Now, they improved their home ATS record the last three years to 7-17-1 ATS. So um, the Giants are trending in the right direction, Scott. Um, sarcasm aside, I God, this game, plus 10 versus the Chiefs. I mean, you can't lay the 10 with the Chiefs versus anybody at this point except for maybe the Texans and maybe the Jaguars. I can't. No, I can't touch this game as of right now. <laughs> I would lean the Giants by default, but I'm probably going to pass on this. Yeah, you know, and the Giants, they do have a ridiculous record of covering spreads on the road since Daniel Jones became their quarterback, but um, this could be like uh, that Chiefs game earlier in the year that we were on them, I guess it was against the Eagles, when they went out there and covered a spread and blew them out, uh, sandwiched uh, in between uh, some losses there. Uh, James, you mind hanging on through the break so we can get into some NBA on the other side? Absolutely, man, yep. Awesome, i got to ask you some hoop stuff as well. He's James Alberino. You follow him on Twitter, at Spread Investor. You follow me on Twitter, at Scott's On Air. We'll get into the NBA coming up next. James had a really good pick on Wednesday, and he's got an interesting one coming up for this weekend. So we'll get to that and plenty more. This is The Look Ahead here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18, my first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust, he can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game winner I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie, I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. 
Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my, my game. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. This is The Look Ahead on VSIN, the sports betting network. The Sports Betting National Championship is coming up on November 5th through the 7th, and VSIN will provide coverage from the main event all weekend long, including live on location updates for all the action. Visit vsin.com slash SBNC for more information and learn how you can enter for a chance to test your skills and win cash including the million-dollar top prize. That's vcin.com slash SBNC. Scott Seidenberg back here with you, the look-ahead here on vcin, the sports betting network, rejoined now by James Alberino. You follow him on Twitter, at Spread Investor. And, James, I wanted to talk hoops with you because you've been locked in here uh, at the early onset of the NBA season, including a play on Wednesday night on the underdog Miami Heat at the Brooklyn Nets, not only did you give out the pick on the Heat, but you actually suggested playing the Heat uh, at an alternate spread, taking them from underdogs to favorites, and they covered. They win 106-93 over the Brooklyn Nets. Take me inside that game. Well, I love the Heat tonight, and this is a combination of the Nets being very, very overvalued right now and the Heat being undervalued. The Nets had Kyrie in their plan up until about 10 days ago. Now you have a group of guys that came in in free agency that have never played with each other, and they had a short offseason because of last year being pushed back a month and a week. Um, The Nets' offense is just not very fluid right now. They've scored, they were averaging 104 a game coming into this one, and tonight they finished at either 89 or 92. James Harden averaged probably 10 to 12 points per game over his career by drawing fouls that are not getting called anymore. The swipe through your hands and, and 
uh, lean into a guy's shoulder because you smell contact coming and you think a foul is going to be called. That's not getting called in the NBA anymore. Thank God, because the game was terrible to watch mm-hmm. with all those calls. So Harden, it's just it's a mental thing. Like he's, you could see him. Like there were a couple points where he's thinking uh, about what he's doing there. And the Heat, I love them this year because, for a couple reasons. They got better first off. They get PJ Tucker, who locked down Kevin Durant in the playoffs. They get Kyle Lowry, who's a dog defensively, and and gives them another shooter. But this team had had the shortest off season last year, except for the Lakers coming into last season because they went to the finals in the bubble. So between that, the injuries they piled up with during the season, they just didn't have the the right year. And now they're in a bounce back year. Tyler Hero's playing great. I love the Heat tonight. They're a team to keep an eye on for sure. And keep going again. Well, the Nets have an easy schedule this weekend, but next week, pay attention to the Nets because they are going to be overvalued because of the name of the jersey. Yeah, wow. Uh, you're right. They um, they play the Pacers and the Pistons, but then uh, the Hawks, uh, Pistons again, Toronto, Chicago. So there's going to be a couple of spots here, um, maybe at Chicago or at home against Golden State, certainly in a couple of weeks, um, where you know maybe the spreads will not be as indicative of which team's going to come out ahead. Uh, sticking in New York, you've been high on the Knicks so far early on in the season, had them on Tuesday night against the 76ers, and you're looking to play them again here on Thursday. I already bet them. I bet them about an hour ago at the Westgate. I, I love this team. They're better this year than they were last year with Evan Fournier and Kemba Walker. They're number one in the NBA right now, as wild as that sounds, in threes made per game, 18 threes made per game. But this game specifically versus the Bulls tomorrow, I love the spot because you have one Zach Levine has a torn ligament in his in his left thumb. He might play through it, but he said there's definitely pain. I think that's a factor. The Bulls have had an easier schedule than the Knicks. They played the Pistons twice. They played the Pelicans. Both teams are bottom seven, bottom eight teams in the NBA. Knicks have been battle tested already. They they blew out the Sixers last night. They beat the Celtics in a really, really tough game. And I think early on, with the Bulls having a lot of new pieces, Caruso with DeRozan, um, Lonzo Ball, them taking a step up in class, playing a really good defensive team, I think that's a factor early on in the season when a team is trying to gel. Whereas the Knicks have had most of their core together, Randall, RJ, um, Quickly, Obi Top. Burks, these guys were all together last year. Um, defensively, what they did last night versus Embiid, 14 points, 2 of 7 from the field. They held Seth Curry to 4 points. The Sixers shot 29% from 3. And it's not fluky. Jason Tatum shot 2 of 15 from 3 against RJ Barrett, 7 of 30 from the field. RJ's an elite defender. I think the Knicks' length is going to give the Bulls a little bit of problems especially guys like DeRozan and, and Caruso. Levine's going to have to do a lot in this game. Mitchell Robinson, great on defense. He'll match up with Vucevic. And this is Tibbs and D. Rose playing together now back in Chicago. Tibbs, since he left Chicago, is 7-2 and two coaching against the Bulls. And D. Rose has played really well in four games uh, against the Bulls in the United Center. He's averaging 20 points per game and 7 assists per game in the four games in Chicago. 
I love the Knicks to run with the momentum. I see no hangover. Uh, grab them at two, and, and I like the money line. And, and maybe a little alternate, too. If you, if you like a little alternate Knicks minus two and a half, that, it'll be a close game, but getting plus money is a nice bet. What are you also looking at here uh, at this early point of the season? Are, are there any teams uh, you mentioned that you're fading the Nets, you're, you're riding the Knicks, any other teams that you're either you know looking to back or that you're looking to pick on? I mean, for me early on in, in this you know first week or so of the NBA season, I've just been picking on bad teams. Uh, I've been picking on Oklahoma City pretty much every night, and uh, I did it again on Wednesday, and the Lakers had a 26-point lead, and they lost. <laughs> the first time that's happened, they were 230-0 and in the last 25 years when leading by 25 or more in a game. So I lost that one. Yep, that was me. Uh, but is there any teams that maybe you're picking against, uh, picking on early on here in the NBA season? I mean, I was in a mode of, Trying to fade the lake, uh, excuse me, fade the thunder as well. So yes, that's one team. Let's go with a play-on team though. This is really, really under the radar. And honestly, it took me a third time watching them to be convinced. The Cavs are a lot better than what the market has them at right now. They just beat the Clippers and held them to seventy-nine. It wasn't a letdown spot for the Clippers because the Clippers are only one and two. They just got their first win the other night. Figure they were coming in with momentum. They get held to 79. Evan Mobley, who they just drafted, he's a, he's a game stopper underneath. He was great at USC. Yep. He's a really good rim protector. The Cavs, the last three games, win by 13 over the Clippers, win by 12 at Denver, win by six versus the Hawks at home. They're a team that's catching anywhere from eight to 10 points a lot of nights. They got the Lakers next coming up Friday night. This is a spot. They're going to be catching. At least seven. I was hoping the Lakers won tonight so we'd get a bigger line. But you got the Cavs playing the Lakers, Suns, Hornets, Blazers, four games in a row. I would say you make money if you just bet them blindly the next couple of games. I would agree with that, especially on Friday night. I mean, we could be talking about, you think you think it's going to be eight. I mean, they were just eight-point dogs. What was it against? They were in, so they're in L.A. against the Clippers, and the line was eight, right? Or, or uh, actually, no, no, eight was the... Uh, the Kings against the Suns, but yeah, we could fa- we could, could be an eight to nine point spread with the Lakers at home. Uh, how about that Kings team? I want to talk to you about them because they were eight point dogs here against the Suns. They win outright in Phoenix. The Kings are two and two on the year. They lose to the Warriors in their most recent game, but they actually had a lead in that game. In fact, the Warriors have been down in the half in every game they've played so far this season. But the Kings upset the Blazers on the road to start the season, and uh, you know, tough loss against the Jazz. What's your read on them? They have a lot of talent. The interesting thing with this team is that Luke Walton, the head coach, has been on the hot seat for what seems like the last decade. I thought he was going to get fired coming into this year. didn't. And they have so much talent, and they could win games. Harrison Barnes is playing on another level. Right now, they're a team to play on. It's, it's when they get in like the middle of the season. They go through these – last year, they had a nine-game losing streak right after they were hot. They're very Jekyll and Hyde, so – I've just never bet them that much because I can't get an accurate read on them. But at, at the very least, ton of talent. Yeah, and uh, you know they're going to be dogs in a lot of these games. Uh, he's James Alberino. Follow him on Twitter at Spread Investor. Always great information, not just on the NFL and the NBA and uh, college basketball coming up soon as well. So we're going to dive into that too. So James joins me each and every week here in studio this week on the phone. So you don't get to see his pretty face. You just get to stare at mine. Thanks so much, James. 
My man, thank you for the compliment on the pretty face. Yeah, that's my dude. There he is, James Alvarino, Spread Investor on Twitter. I'm Scott Donair on Twitter, and uh, I'm going to play that. I'm going to play the Knicks on the money line. Uh, that's a team that I've been riding. You guys know it seems like every single night when they play, I've been telling you about the Knicks. So I'm going to stay with it, and uh, James likes them in Chicago. I'm going to go with it on Thursday night to play on the Knicks. A little money line action. This is The Look Ahead with me, Scott Seidenberg, here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's KidSafe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billy's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 